Smartest women, I fuck stupid bros. They know who I is, they know who I are. Fullest cup up like a battery, and now I'm supercharged. Fullest blunt up, take off like a rocket. I see superstars, moon and Mars. Put a message on a bullet, now they know who my shooters are. Covered up in these tattoos because we can't remove the scars. Turn myself into a boss, a CEO, I'm who in charge. Uh. In love with the game, Cupid shot me through the heart. Huh? Had to break up with fame because it broke my mood apart. Man, I chased a check so much I nearly tore my shoes apart. I'm not a rapper, I'm an artist, bitch. Do not confuse the art, no. Just let that sink in. I'm gonna let that, I'm gonna let that sink in. Uh, uh, who do I trust? Me, that's who. I do what I must, I do what I love. You do what you lust. I don't do it for luck, I do it for bucks. I do it for blessings. Turn my L into lessons. This is a message. I don't hear you haters. Must be losing reception. I am the plug. My only connect is connect with the money. Don't fuck with my money. The chopper went up. Now you jumping like Bungie was raised in the city. Was raised in the country. They pulled the Henny, they pulled the money. Cut the bitch off, had to get in some cutty. The prettiest nigga, but shit could get ugly. I got a blue heart, but I throw up the bloody. The money's blue. That's where the Kentucky don't care about shit. The liquor ain't numb me. You hate me, you hate me, you love me, you love me. They leave when it rain. They come when it's sunny. The Grinch in my pocket, that's why they so grumpy. She said that I'm cute, but cute is for puppies. Uh, bitch, I'm a dog. Just feed me and fuck me. Uh, and roll up a blood while you rub me. Put dick in your box, you put food in my tummy. When we get home, better take off them clothes and no phones. Put your hair in the scrunchies. Freaking the sheets, but a queen in the streets got me singing like, isn't she lovely? I hear them niggas bitching, listen, trigger finger itching, just call me a junkie. Ooh, uh, 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 this shit is deeper than rap. This is above me. I am the monkey that's stuck in the middle of misunderstanding and judgment. They think that they bringing me down. But I'm up to something. I'm here and I'm sticking around. This is not up for discussion, nigga. Huh? Give me some head so you get a concussion. Yeah. To me, it's just normal, so some is disgusting. Yeah. Throw ass on the bed when she first in the cussing. Uh. Like, assume the position, stop making assumptions Without the support, I am nothing, shut out my producer I can't forget the production, I broke a few hearts Had to do some construction, I swear it's so hard to ignore that seduction Red dot on the cloud, look like she blushing I'ma just shit on the niggas that thought they would stop in my toilet from flushing with you on uncultured for another week do you know who that was i was about to ask you who the hell is that because that song slaps don't tell me ever again anybody that young ma isn't the best rapper in new york holy shit josh <laughs> that song's called crime poetry it's off uh herstory in the making that's young ma i love her she's so dope oh my god that she, song is hard she goes crazy on that but I have been a huge fan of hers for a while since since Ooh came out, really. And she put out that Herstory in the Making project, and every song on it, she just raps her ass off. And to me, I really believe that when I say that she's the best New York rapper we got right now. That was a rap marathon, that song right there. It was <laughs> yeah, a long seriously. one. It was so good. 
Yeah, she doesn't stop. And, um, the, and it's all like that? Yeah, the whole project's like that. Now, there is a couple of, of tracks that she puts hooks on, but mm-hmm. it's always three verses mm-hmm. full full speed like that. She's a killer. And that beat was sick. Yeah, she has really good production. Like, the New York production sound is starting to come back in a cool way, I think, too. Mm-hmm. So, back with you on Uncultured. How's your week been? It's been good, man. It's been a real chill, real smooth. It's getting hot. It's so weird because it's it's supposed to be the fall now it's supposed to be getting cold and even my friends on the east coast are like hey some days it's it's a little cooler some days it's 90 degrees again we were out training this morning it was, and it was cold it was cold this morning and yeah. now it's hot as hell outside now it's like a heat wave global warming people i don't know where you're at in the world but it's real <laughs> straight up so i wanted to uh first start with some happy news that, that you will be stoked to hear if you haven't already heard it already we covered this a couple of weeks ago whenever the news came out, but Mark Hoppus from Blink-182 has announced that he's officially cancer-free. Yes, dude. I saw that. I actually commented on it. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> I commented on it because I feel like we've I've been down this, like the journey with him. You know, I, I've, his stories always pop up, so I'm always like... You send him some heart emojis? Yeah, a couple of hearts, a <laughs> couple of claps, claps. And uh, so I wrote a little something, you know, I was deal. I was stoked to hear that. And uh, hopefully that means that, you know, soon we'll be getting some more Blink music. I, I sure hope so. I'm sure he can't. He's got a lot to talk about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe we get some plus 44, a little more oh, moody stuff. Man, you know, moody and just go deep. Just take a dive. Other really cool news that literally just broke while I was driving here that I don't know if you've seen yet. So Super Bowl this year is in L.A., Mm-hmm. Have you seen who the performers are for the halftime show? I have not. It just got announced. Dr. Dre, Snoop, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, and Kendrick Lamar. My mouth just dropped for those of you that can't see. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm like, do we need to have a football game or can oh we just have God. a full concert of this? Is that real? That's real. That's real. They finally got it right. Yeah, oh bro. my God. I Dr. Cry. Dre and Kendrick put out tweets about it on the way here. Oh. And then uh, Sports Center put out the poster of all of them. So I can't believe it. You got half or three fifths of the Up in Smoke tour, Dre, Snoop, <laughs> and Eminem. Up. And then you got Mary J. Blige and Kendrick. It's crazy. That's going to be. Perfect. Well, I'm I'm pumped. Finally, it's been a couple of years. I was thinking, I, you know, we're going to have to see how it goes because it is in L.A. and uh-huh. the Super Bowl tickets are always really expensive anyway. Mm-hmm. But might be worth trying to get some tickets to that no matter who goes. That's I agree. Be, I agree. I've never been to a Super Bowl. Oh, actually, no, I take that back. I was at the one a couple of years ago in Houston. In Houston? Yeah. It's here at SoFi, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I just went to SoFi this Sunday, as you know. People out there, that stadium is a spaceship. <laughs> it is insane. It's indoors, but it's outdoors. And there's like a wind vortex that goes through the middle. There's like a big hole that goes through it. And there's a big screen that wraps all the way around. That screen, I told you, is the most impressive thing I've seen. Yeah, that's you, what you were saying. You can see the game crystal clear HD quality, not like a fuzzy, because there's no light hitting it because it's like mm-hmm. undercover, but it's outdoor. It's insane it's beautiful i can't wait to go again yeah when the cowboys put that giant screen in their stadium mm-hmm. ever since then when they're remodeling everybody's taking that screen yeah. and just stretching it across 
I, that's the same reason I really want to go see Allegiant Stadium uh, where the Raiders are playing in Vegas. Same. I've driven by it, and it looks insane. It looks like this massive black jewel in the in the middle of the strip. Yeah. So I really want to go check that out too. But uh, everybody's been saying SoFi is really dope. Yeah, we got to go to Allegiant. That's, uh, that's a good one. Yeah, for sure. So I have two weird topics that I wanted to ask your opinion on. Off the bat? Off the bat. Okay. This, so... I was uh, I was doing some editing work for our friend Jason Ellis, getting mm-hmm. some clips together for his show, and they had a topic that I wanted. The Jason and Kevin were like, "Yes, of course, this is the only way you do it," and Tully and Katie were like, "No." So I wanted to get your opinion because I was like, "I don't think that's true." <laughs> Can you poop without peeing? Um, I think I've been down this hole before. I feel like I've been down this hole before. Cause Jason and, and Kevin were like, no, it, no, you could pee 10 seconds ago and all of a sudden you got to poop and now you got to pee again. I, I'm pretty sure there's always pee. I don't, <laughs> I don't always pee when I poop. I know yeah, this. No, right? I know this. And huh. Tully was like, no, I don't think that's true. Man, that's a tough one. I can't remember. I'm trying to think of the last time I pooped. Huh. That's the thing. You have to really dig in your head and be like, have I ever? But I, I just noticed that I don't all the time. <laughs> I'll get back to you next week. How about that? <laughs> the other one I wanted to ask you about, because I was talking to a couple of friends and everybody was like, what do you mean? So I want to ask, and they said this is only a white people thing. So I, I wanted oh, to ask you. I bet it is. Do you wash your legs when you shower? It's very personal. My showers are very personal. So, like, so you mean like, do I put soap on my legs? Yeah, yeah. Put soap do you on like my... put soap on your legs and like scrub them? Yeah. I don't. I never have. Really? Yeah. That's some white people shit. That's what they were saying. I was like, <laughs> I think there's got to be other people that don't do yeah. this. I mean, you know, there's days I told you if I come from the beach. And I already had some salt That's on a little me, different. I could just rinse. You, I don't got to put soap. If you got like sand on you, mm-hmm. I mean, we have leg hair, you yeah. know, in those cases you got to, but I'm yeah. saying just like you, your morning shower, you get out of bed, you hop in the shower. Why do you need to wash your legs? It's not a priority. You're right. It's not a priority. Yeah. There, there are days when I get a little, you know, I just throw like a little couple suds and just like wipe it off. You, you know? do hit top of the head to mm-hmm. the gins and then you're done. If it's if it's one of those days where you didn't sweat much, you kind of stayed indoors. You know, sometimes I'll just do like a, the pits, pits and privates. Do you, you scrub know? your feet? Once a week, maybe. I go, I go deep. I go deep once a week. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I don't always feel like I got to wash my legs. Yeah. I feel like they're clean. Yeah. Or everything's rinsing down anyway. Yeah. It's like when you put the, when you uh, put silverware in the dishwasher, mm-hmm. you always put the tined end up so it runs <laughs> the other way. Yeah. That's how legs are. It also my showers also depend on my activities of that day. You know, like yesterday I played soccer. I put all the suds. I got real soapy. Look like the abominable, abominable snowman. I can't even say that. That's and then some days I just you know do a little bit of suds here and there. That's my thinking on it. I'm like. You know, if I got mud on me, if I've been out hiking or I've, yeah. I've been to the beach or something like that, mm-hmm. then, yeah, you can scrub everything and get all, all of that off of you. But on a just day-to-day shower, I don't wash my legs. I'm with you on that one. No one's licking my legs, you know? You got to <laughs> private pits and privates, man. Yeah, that's, that's the no-brainer. And I always, you got to get the face, the pits, the privates. Mm-hmm. Everything else, 
I've been real careful about my face lately in the shower. Because as I get older, you know, I'm getting a little drier. When I used to never get dry, sometimes I get a little bit oily. So now I'm trying to do like put cold water on the face. Because apparently that hot water is like too hot for your skin. Oh, really? And I put it like boiling. I do, do, I do the same thing. Yeah. yeah. So I've been putting my showers a little colder just because like it's good for the scalp, you know, stuff like that. But as I'm getting older, I'm starting to take care of. I'm not washing my face with the soap anymore in the shower. Okay, okay. I'll, yeah, I have a I have a face wash yeah. that I use that is different from the body wash. Mm-hmm. But I do wash my face every time that I shower, and I do keep the water hot. Maybe I should. The only time I don't is uh, when we train in the mornings because yeah. I come upstairs and I'm, like, super hot, and I'm like, I want a, a cooler shower, yeah. you know. Man, I wish I was so rich that – and I feel like it doesn't even take – like, I feel like someone who makes, like, a little bit more than me can do this. But <laughs> I wish I could just have, like, bottled water just for washing my face. Oh, you could do that. Just get, like, the purest water but just for washing my face. Just get, like, a, get a, a crate of the Essentia water. And just do You the- would get probably three to four face washes out of a bottle of Essentia. Mm-hmm. I would think. Okay. And then you got the pH balanced water. Some you could totally do that. Just want to put it like in a glass bowl, you know, nice and like room temp. You know what? And I know this is terrible for the environment, but you know what I've been doing lately? What? I've been getting the Essentia bottles. Uh, so here in LA and in major cities, you can have Whole Foods deliver everything to your crib. Uh-huh. So I've been getting them to deliver me cases of Essentia every week. And that's all I've been drinking. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not drinking any other water because it's uh, a 9.0 or higher pH balance. So zero. And yeah, so I've been trying to do only alkaline water. Mm-hmm. So I, you could get two cases a week for I, like, 20 bucks, you know, and so you could drink it and wash your face with it. Yeah, you know, I've been thinking of getting that since you just said zero, that pH, right? There's this machine now that's like by Brita, but it's like the, it's like at Target and it says zero. Mm-hmm. And like whatever you put it into it, it just goes zero across the board. And uh-huh. my buddy did the actual test and like a regular Brita filter gets you still like a 26 or something like that. Yeah. Regular tap water is like 70 something, you know, even Brita gets you in the 20s. This one just gets you straight zero, man. I've been listening to this guy's podcast. I'm forgetting his name, which is rude of me, so I'll have to come back to it. But he is, like, really into Earth's nutrients and alkalinity and all of this mm-hmm. stuff. And the the way I actually found out about him is I was watching an old Nipsey Hussle interview, and he mentioned that this guy was the guy that got him to take alkalinity seriously. Mm-hmm. And so after that, Nip was like, I don't drink anymore. I don't drink soda, nothing. I It's alkaline water only. And so I started listening to this guy and the science that he presents for alkalinity. And so for the past like month, six weeks, I've been doing nothing but alkaline water and yeah. getting like the, there's a couple of brands, but I try to get Essentia just because I like it and it's easier to, to come by. But there's a couple other brands that I found that are like even higher pH than the essential water. That one. Mm-hmm. Add a little lime, a little salt, a little Himalayan salt. Let it get to the system. Love it. Good for your skin, too. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to throw us to break, and I'm going to play something. Actually, you can't even get this on DSPs yet. You got to go find it on YouTube. That's how new these girls are. It's a two-girl group from New York, and these are dope-ass rappers. And what they did that really like made me take notice is, you know, Big L. 
the, of course, the legend. They took his Ebonics track and flipped it and made it current for now. And I've heard people try to flip that track before and just it doesn't impress me. But these girls can spit and they did it really cool. And I'm going to play the song. They're calling this version of it L Bonics. And uh, they just put out a video yesterday that all of my New York hip hop head friends were sharing. And I was like, I've seen these girls before, but I've never clicked on their music and they're super dope. So uh, I'm going to play that. I didn't say this because I was getting carried away explaining who they were. That's called Girl Code. So check them out. It's two L's, two E's, Girl Code. And uh, we'll be right back with you on Uncultured.
hundreds later, we dripping in pride. Niggas with that action, you don't want no drama. That's the game, that's the game. Niggas be around you, screaming that they love you, but I done seen it change. Ayy, 20 bricks of cane, I fucked up the game. Now when I pull up, it just don't feel the same. You could buy an umbrella, but you can't stop the rain. They dropping names, I get low. They're the phones. They like cooks, you never home, but it's still your throne. I set the tone for the clones. Yeah. Run around with that Joe Montana. Run it to me like Hussein Book. Go. Back with you on Uncultured. That was brand new Stove God Cooks. More New York music to kick us off today. That's the kind of energy I'm in. That's called That's the Game. And Stove God, man, he's the next dude on the come up out of the same part of the of the area, Buffalo, from Griselda. Oh, shit. Yeah, so he's actually on tour with Conway right now. His flow is so nice. Yeah, he's like all of those Griselda dudes and the dudes that are in their affiliations are super dope. But to me, like Stove God is is probably my favorite right now. He put out a project last year called uh, Reasonable Drought. Mm-hmm. And that's been my shit for a while now. And so it's cool to hear Stove God putting out new music. I'm going to start with some baseball news. Okay. Do you that care came about out of right field? Do you <laughs> do you care about baseball? Only I, the Dodgers. I, I, have, I keep an eye on the Martins, but I have a love hate, as you know. I grew up a big Yankees fan, and uh, you know, golden years of the Yankees, you know, Jeter and everybody. So uh, watched them win some rings. Became a big fan, but over the years, I just have not been a huge baseball fan. I think the game's too slow. Same. So, but I thought this story was interesting. So, twenty twenty. National League Rookie of the Year, Devin Williams, will unfortunately be missing the playoffs for the second year in a row. Milwaukee Brewers clinched the NL Central this week as uh, as we get closer to the playoffs yeah. starting. And one of the team's standouts has been 27-year-old pitcher Devin Williams. He's been 8-2 and two with a 2.5 ERA, 87 strikeouts. And like I said, he was last year's Rookie of the Year. He unfortunately suffered an injury, but it happened off the field after the game. He said he'd had some drinks, and he punched a wall and fractured his hand. And you're a pitcher. And your team is just clinching the playoffs. He said, I'm pretty upset with myself. There's no one to blame but me. I've let the team down, our coaching staff, our fans, everyone. I know how important of a role I play on this team, and a lot of people were counting on me. So last year when he won Rookie of the Year, he got a legitimate injury that kept him out of the playoffs, and now he punched a wall and broke his hand. This guy is the idiot of the entire MLB. It's one of those things where you have to start getting those red flags in your head of like, okay, you did what to miss the playoffs? How old are you? I know he's young, but how old are you to know to not get pissed drunk right before the playoffs and punch a wall? You have some serious something. Well, and here's the other thing. In baseball, you come into the league later because of the minor league system. Mm -hmm. He's 27. It's not like he's a a freshman in college who just got into the league. You know, I, that to me, I saw that story and I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Man, what a fucking idiot. Giannis needs to talk to him. 
Yo, Yo, for real. Giannis is now an investor in the and, team. And the team is getting better, dude. And they finally, like, this is the second year in a row. It's nice. It's great. And punches the wall. Breaks his hand. Bad. We're going to move into some football, though, and talk about somebody else who started off great and had his own troubles. Josh Gordon has been reinstated by the NFL and signed with the Chiefs. Kind of cool. Love it. So he was one of the biggest names when... He was drafted in 2012 by the Browns, became like instantly a, a superstar receiver in the league. Mm -hmm. I had him on my fantasy team for a couple of times and he was like crushing it. But he's had a series of substance abuse issues and mental health issues. And so he's been suspended from the league twice now. But he completed all of his requirements and Roger Goodell just okayed him to come back. And he signed with the Chiefs. So it's going to be... He's going to be right there with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and, you know, Kareem Hunt and all of these guys who they're, they're just stacked. Yeah, they're stacked and they're doing what the Bucks are doing. They're just taking advantage of everybody who's at home not playing right now. You know, the Bucks just made a big signing. So it's the same thing. They're just like tit for tat. Just trying to see. I see Chiefs Bucks this year again. I'm pumped. And the Bucks, I mean, and the Chiefs actually needed him because the Chiefs aren't doing too great right now to start the season like they did last year. Yeah, they're not starting as hot. Mm -hmm. I tend to think that it may not be the Bucks though. And I like that they signed Richard Sherman, mm -hmm. but Richard Sherman is another guy. It's kind of hit or miss. We'll see how he is now that he's back. And in the case of Josh Gordon with the Chiefs, he hasn't played a down since 2019. Yeah, and Sherman also, you know, he's, his prime is behind him. But still, it's just another piece yeah, that yeah. they don't need, but like it's good to have better than anybody else having it, you know? I got to say, even though this isn't my team, they're just my fantasy team, so I'm going to stay, uh, give them my allegiance. I got to say it's going to be the cards. The cards, they're starting off, they're finally looking good. He's finally becoming the, the QB that they, you know, hoped he would. He's having an MVP year. So Let's far. Let's so see. far. And he is, like, so far the highest fantasy quarterback in fantasy football, period. So I'm glad that I picked him. He was supposed to be Lamar, like what Lamar Jackson was, and then now he's finally having that. Now Lamar is falling a little bit. You know back. what? It, even though the team isn't doing as well, mm. I saw today, actually, on Deadspin, a whole breakdown over how – in his, he's now thrown, and we're talking about Lamar Jackson. Mm -hmm. He's now thrown a thousand uh, downs in the NFL, and of those one thousand downs that he's played, it's the most successful in terms of yardage, points scored, all of that stuff in quarterback history in the NFL. Insane. Yeah. Insane. So even though t the team isn't as good as yeah. they were a couple no. years ago, he's still doing his thing. Yep. We'll move into something that we like a lot better. We'll talk a little basketball. Yes, it's close. It is close. Some uh, preseason games starting next week, so we're almost there. Michael Jordan, you remember when we talked about how there was an auction house who got a hold of Michael Jordan's used underwear? <laughs> so Leland Auctions made headlines back during the summer that they got his used underwear and they showed signs of definite use, their words, and they had a dry cleaning bill attached to them that said that they were Michael Jordan's and just nobody ever came and picked them up. They auctioned them off. Do you want to take a guess at how, how much they made? What year did he wear these underwear? 
We don't know. Probably more recently. Ah, who cares? Who cares? They're Jordan, they were Jordan brand gray boxers. Wow. Man, that's fucking weird. How much did they go for? All right, let me say, this might be a little bit high, but 100K. See, that's the thing. Everybody's going way too high with it. Yeah. Some, like, some fucking creep paid $2,784 oh, okay, okay. for, that makes sense. Yeah, for yeah, way his too underwear. High. I don't know who wants that. Yeah, okay, good. I was I, worried that people are paying crazy nu- like numbers just for his two grand. Although, you know, the porn girls, they all sell their panties for like a few hundred bucks a pair. Yeah. So Michael Jordan's going for almost 3K. That's still pretty high. Like I got a deal. Yeah. I feel. <laughs> <laughs> At least like 10K. I wonder if, well, no, they would be dry cleaned since they have the dry cleaning receipt with them. I was going to say if there's any DNA and you could maybe clone him later. Wow. That That'd might be, be yeah. The 100K we were talking about earlier. But otherwise... Real weird of somebody to buy his underwear. What? What are they gonna do with it? You Put it on their face. You think <laughs> they're actually gonna do weird shit to it? I think. I think so. You don't think he's gonna put like a maybe a base uh, basketball card and like a frame with the underwears? But see, here's here's why I don't know that someone would do that. Would you ever hang someone's underwear in your house? I don't know, man. Cristiano Ronaldo's underwear. Um, I might keep it like in a case, like under the bed, like on my side. Just tucked but, away. but not hanging it on the wall with a card. Maybe if the boys are over. It's creepy. <laughs> it's creepy. When the boys are over. Of all the memorabilia you could have from an athlete, you got their underwear. I'll take it. You're a creep. Man. How much would you pay for Ronaldo's underwear? Well, me, myself, nothing. But, you know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. If you happen to come across it, then and you were like, oh, I gotta. I, you're in the locker room after a game and you take something and that's the only thing you you're can right. grab. I would pay nothing. You're yeah, right. you're right. You wouldn't pay for that. And you would hopefully, if you had that opportunity to swipe something out of the locker room, yeah. you would hopefully take something better than underwear. I know. I'd at least like wear the underwear. Don't you think that's better? Better use of your money? Like use it? Uh, yeah. I, if I was getting them, I would be like, I'm wearing the same underwear as Michael Jordan. Yeah. So I, that makes a little more sense, but it's yeah. still creepy. Yeah. Like our ball sweat yeah. on a molecular level have touched. Yeah. Uh, again, DNA I'm taking it hugged. back. I wouldn't even do that. That's weird as fuck. <laughs> I don't want to wear anybody else's underwear. Our DNA has touched before. <laughs> so uh, Michael Porter Jr. signs a five-year, 207 mil max extension with the Nuggets. He becomes the fourth player of that class to sign a rookie max extension, the others being Luca, Trey, and Shy Gillis-Alexander. And he's still not vaccinated. And they paid him how much? And he needs to be vaccinated before they play in the NBA now is what they're saying? 207 mil. And you have to be vac- fully vaccinated to play in the NBA. And they just paid him that much money. He doesn't have one shot. And here's the, here's the thing. Okay, the, the other guys that I mentioned, Luca, Trey, and Shea Gillis-Alexander. Uh-huh. Would you really put Michael... Porter Jr.'s production up there where those guys are? No, no, no. They're just throwing away money there. They're dumb. I don't think that team... I know that team is good somehow in the regular season, maybe because they're just like machines, you know, but they're never going to win. And to be so young, he's had a lot of back injuries. So many injuries. He's so injury prone. He just started playing. Yeah, yeah. You know, he came out the hottest, you know, one of the hottest prospects and and then got injured. And, okay, so he's been averaging 19 points and seven boards. 
That's not that it's impressive. Not, it's 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 a, he's a good role player. Yeah, yeah. Why are you giving him a two hundred and seven million dollar max contract? Yeah, he does have a you know sky is the limit with him if he stays healthy, but that's a big if to put that kind of money behind. I'll say everybody said the same thing about Embiid mm-hmm. because Embiid was pretty injury prone and Embiid pulled it together. So I mean, hopefully he works out for them, but that. It surprised me a little bit because I wouldn't have put him on the same level as those other three guys that I mentioned. But they have also locked down Jokic, Murray, Porter, and Aaron Gordon. So they've signed all four of their core players to long-term extensions. Great. Let's see. Again, I was... Last show or the show before, I was saying I would probably blow that team up after this year if they don't win. For real, dude. And all four of them got maxes. And I don't see them going, I don't see them passing the second round if everybody can stay healthy. Yeah, yeah, I don't either. I mean, we'll see. The Golden State's got clay back, you know? I don't know, man. I don't know. So we'll also talk about Ben Simmons because this is ridiculous. So he has concluded now, and this was reported to The Athletic this week, that he's not only does he not want to play with Philly, he doesn't ever want to play with Joel Embiid anymore. And he says that he believes that playing around Embiid's style isn't conducive to the way he plays. Let's be clear here. On offense, Embiid has taken more than half. I looked up these stats. He's taken more than half of his shots in the paint. Which is where Ben likes to be. But here's the thing. Mm. He, so the whole thing about Ben is he doesn't, on that team, he doesn't play forward. Embiid is in the paint where he should be, Mm. and he has only taken 12% of his shots from mid-range and three. He's playing where he's supposed to play. Ben Simmons is not playing where he's supposed to play. Now, the other rumor, the reason why I say all of this, the other rumor that has started to come up is that Simmons wants to play in Minnesota, which what I just said about Embiid is exactly how Carl Anthony Towns plays. Yeah. But he can go, you know, just like Embiid, he can go a little bit further back. But I don't know. He's just... Ben Simmons' style just doesn't fit this NBA right now. So it's really weird. He's got, he's got to play with like, a, with like a Collins, like a small center that like, you know, pick and roll. Like, I don't know, man. See, I think, it's, I think this is him being delusional. Yeah. Because, no. okay, you said that you didn't like the the... Uh, the way the Sixers had put the team together. Now you're blaming the best player on the team for why you don't want to play there anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, They asked Embiid, and he talked about it today at the Sixers presser before the preseason kicks off, and he said, the situation is weird, disappointing, and borderline disrespectful. Our teams have always been built around his needs. Even going back to the reason we signed Al, we got rid of Jimmy, which I still think was a mistake, just to make sure he needed the ball in his hands. Yeah, Ben Simmons, guess what? At some point, you just need to, like, just just do what you do, man. Just, like, change, evolve, do something. Just be more of a team player. It's not like, oh, these people don't work with me. Exactly, exactly. You, know? you are the problem here. And I'm at that point with him. You remember when we talked about why the, the UFC wouldn't just release GSP? And I was like, I wouldn't either. Yeah. Now I'm not going to make any move that I don't want to make to trade you because you ain't going to get paid for all the games you sit out. Every day you're sitting out, you're losing millions of dollars. 
sit at home, buddy. I don't care. I got you under contract for five more years. I'm going to keep you to that yeah, and keep up. your ass sitting there for five years. Yeah. Like, what do you think they're going to do, though? They'll trade him eventually. They're saying that they're digging their heels in because he's being such a baby that they're yeah. like, we're just going to wait it out and see when he comes back. And also right now with how toxic he's being, they're not getting any good offers for him. So it's like there is that talk that we had last week about the Rockets. It's like, why would I trade for anybody on that team? Mm -hmm. So we're just going to leave you sitting until you decide to come back and we can work something out. And change your attitude, mister. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna, you're going to see him playing for the Sixers in a month's time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because nobody's making offers for him. Everybody has been looking at him like he's toxic right now. So Again, toxic. like we were talking last week, the, the owner of Golden State got fined yep. for tampering for yeah. saying we don't want him here. Yeah, insane. Um, moving into some combat sports news. So this is uh, I just want to run through it. I ain't going to really talk poorly about the guy because I know him and it ain't my place. But John Jones arrested in Las Vegas charged with domestic violence battery and injuring or tampering with a vehicle. The arrest came just hours after he was inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame. Jones was arrested at Caesars Palace, um, but details had been kind of scant about what, what had happened until the police released their statement. And the police statement was pretty bad. So police were called to Caesars Palace after staff identified a woman bleeding from her nose and mouth. The woman was identified as Jones's fiance. Jones and the fiance were kind of trying to not say too much to the police, but both gave kind of similar accounts. So Jones and her had had some kind of disagreement earlier. She had gone back to the room. He had gone out to have dinner and drinks or whatever. He came back to the room, got money to go to the strip club. He said he took $10,000 from the hotel room to go to the strip club. He came back. And they got into another altercation. She said that he grabbed her by her hair and pulled her back when she was trying to leave the room. He said that he didn't touch her. Both of them said that they didn't notice that she was bleeding. She even said that she thinks it was just being too dry from the desert. But the kicker on this is the reason the cops were called was this woman came down to the lobby with the kids they noticed she was crying and asking for a key back to her room because she had gotten locked out of the room. They noticed the blood, called the police, or no, sorry, they called security. Security took her to a side room and was talking to her. And apparently John's youngest son asked them to call the police. Oh my God. It's really sad. It's really dark. That's really dark. For the and, kid to say that? Mm-hmm. And the police statement was like, it was very clear to us that they were all worried about when he was getting out and that she even asked, how much longer do I have until he's out? Um, the, I, also, they came, they figured out what the whole tampering with the vehicle was. When they tried to cuff him, he was so irate about it that he headbutted the hood of the car. <sighs> he needs to be sober. He can't have any substance in him so he posted a, and i don't think this was the best thing to do but you know that's my publicist brain kicking in he posted a video on instagram yesterday saying that he was quitting drinking and that he has way too much trauma to consume alcohol he said my brain simply can't handle it anymore 
and that he's going to do his best to turn this nightmare into the best thing that has ever happened in his life. Dana White came out already and was like, you should have quit drinking a long time ago. Like, you're late. Yeah. Which I agree with. It's, but again, like, I, I just, I, we've talked about John's issues before, and I've dealt with John a whole bunch, and I've never had any negative experiences with him. I've actually seen him on several occasions be like a really stand-up guy. Yeah. So it's clear to me that he just has like substance abuse issues, and he's got these demons, and he needs to get sober. So I, you know, I hope he gets sober. That's all I can really say about Same. it. Same. Nothing to really say much more. We'll talk a little boxing news. A little something that we would rather talk about here. Yep. So Usyk defeated Anthony Joshua to become the WBA, IBF, and WBO heavyweight champion. He moved up to 19-0. and Beat him pretty convincingly. Yep. Uh, it was a good fight. It, was, uh, it, was a, it wasn't a bad fight, but mm-hmm. it was just clear from the beginning that Joshua wasn't doing what he needed to do to win mm-hmm. the fight. What was your take on everything? It was beautiful. It was a master class. I'm glad that Usyk's finally getting the attention because like 90% of the people I talk to have no idea who the fuck he is or has never seen him do anything before. I told you uh, until he got this fight, I wasn't Uh familiar with him and I started going back and watching his highlights to see who he was. Yeah. And he's been very impressive. natural light heavyweight and then just beat everybody there in the world and had no one else to beat. Moved up to heavyweight, literally fought Joshua, the the poster child for the heavyweight (laughs) division. Um, according to Eddie Hearn only because <laughs> Eddie Hearn's so great though. He's, I love he's, him. He is great. And Josh is great too. He's just not a great boxer. He's a great specimen of a human. He looked like a stallion up there. Just, you know, he's huge. Yeah. You can't believe someone's made like that. He just doesn't have the boxing skills as these people like Usyk. He's going to, I think he even struggles. I think he loses to, to Wilder. I think this is where he's, needs to this is where he's always been but like now the world kind of sees it too yeah if you look at and you know boxing is full of uh, padded records Mm -hmm. you know that just is how the game goes but if you look at his opponents versus any of the other top heavyweights opponents Mm -hmm. it's clear that he was fighting a level down from everybody else and now that he's fighting at that level he's struggling but on Tuesday they announced that well Usyk's team announced that he has uh notified them that he's activating the rematch clause and they're hoping to run it back in February in Ukraine. I love that. It's such a smart, it's so smart for Usyk to want to run it back, Mm -hmm. get him out of the way again. Wow. He's not really going to learn much, you know? So here's, here's my question to you. He got his revenge on Andy Ruiz. Yeah. If he gets his revenge on Usyk, does that change the situation, yeah, the, yeah, because he would have gotten back both of those losses. Yeah, it does change the situation. Then people are gonna be like, "Oh fuck, he's for real." I just don't think he'll do it. And I think the reason Usyk did it now is because just like he's not gonna learn that. He's not gonna change that much. But Usyk is still learning, evolving, growing. Usyk's gonna put on more weight this time. It's gonna be different. And I think I think Usyk will finish him this time because Usyk was just a way smaller guy. And, you know, Joshua. Joshua can get caught, and I think Usyk's going to put on some weight, keep doing what he's been doing, and then now he's actually fought the guy. So it's not like yeah. it's, he's not Andy Ruiz who's going to go and fucking fuck it up and, and gain weight and, <laughs> and party. party. Usyk's going to still be super, like Lomachenko, just like how they are in the Ukraine, super, um, what's the word, just like militarized and like Militant, focused, yeah. you know? He's going to smoke him again, and then after that, man, 
Well, sky's the limit for Usyk. So, whoever comes out of that, there's another fight happening this Saturday, October 9th, in Las Vegas, Fury Wilder 3. Man. First fight was a draw. Yeah. Second fight was a TKO. Fury TKO'd Wilder in the seventh. Mm -hmm. If Fury wins, you would assume that we get Fury Usyk. Yes. What are your thoughts on that potential matchup? I think that sounds good because it, it it's it's going to benefit Fury because he's getting two things that he wants. He's he's the bigger man, so he knows already he can beat Usyk. He's a taller Usyk. Mm -hmm. He's a taller Usyk. So, you know, Usyk can always catch him. As you saw, Wilder tested him, but Fury has evolved so much since that first fight. He's, you know, it's not going to be so easy for Usyk to get in because Usyk was reaching on Joshua, and Fury's taller than Joshua. So... It's going to be tough, but Usa, uh, Fury's going to beat Wilder, and then he's, he likes those long breaks. That's what he does. That's mm -hmm. what keeps him kind of – he likes to party with his family, so it's going to be perfect because he's going to have to wait for the rematch of Usyk Joshua, so he won't fight for like another year, which will be perfect for Fury. So here's my other question, though. If Wilder wins, mm -hmm. now do you, would, do you do a fourth fight? Because it would be one, one, and one. Yeah. So you kind of, it would be one of those weird ones where it's like, okay, the trilogy isn't even enough. Yeah, that would be sick. That would be like a, a first. Yeah. I can't think of any other time that you would end up in that scenario because he's 0-1-1 right now. So if he wins, then the record of the trilogy is 1-1-1. One, one one. This will be like as, as important as Pacquiao Marquez, like that rivalry. It'll be the same thing in the history books. Uh, I'm stoked. And the, since you brought him up. The other big news in boxing this week was Manny Pacquiao announced his retirement. I think we all saw this coming. He's obviously running for president of the Philippines right now, and he just lost his last fight. And he retires 62-8-2 with 29 knockouts. Where do you got Pac-Man? Top 10. He's definitely so, up there. Some, yeah, some yeah. Maybe, maybe top five. I got to really dig deep. But, you know, he's up there record-wise. Mm -hmm. Record-wise, and like what he's done, what he's done, he's got like the most belts in the most divisions. I think that's something. I mean, no one else has done it, so that's that's top five quality. Yeah, he has been champion inside of two different decades, so that's a big accomplishment. The only thing about him that's weird to me is that he does have some losses on the record that are just like outliers. Like, I don't know that. You could look at like a, a Floyd or somebody like that, and and of course Floyd has never lost, so it's a different thing. But who loses of those kind of upper echelon guys to mm -hmm. Jeff Horn? You know, yeah, Horn 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 fought a good fight in memory. Pa Pacquiao before that had a big layoff, so True. it was his first fight back, and it was against a bigger bigger Horn who was ready and put on the fight of his life. You know, things like that happen when you are like Manny Pacquiao that you just believe you're the best. And just like this Ugas fight, he thought in his, in his heart of hearts he was going to win that fight. Yeah. So this was like a shock to him that he couldn't do it. For sure. That's how much he believes in himself. So, you know, I still think all that he's done is probably top five. And I do think, I, I understand he's running for president now, so he's kind of got to retire. Yeah. But how funny would it be? He's polling really well, and people hate Duterte, who's like a dictator yeah. in the Philippines. So if Pac-Man was to win... He could be like a real fighting president. Yeah, but you're, and you're telling me that doesn't add to his legacy and his be and cool. his talk of top ten. I think what you do for the world as well, like a Ali, as big as Ali was, and all the things that he did, 
you know, I think those things go towards your legacy and, and it counts when I'm thinking of my top 10. I would also really like to see him challenge other presidents to fights. Like imagine if Trump was still president and Pacquiao is like, hey, dude, I'll fight you. And then we can decide who makes <laughs> yeah. this decision. Yeah, it's like, it's like Tyson doing all those hangover movies. You know, that that adds some notches to his belt of legacy. So also coming up next week. Mikey Garcia is going to be back in action against Sandor Martin. Uh, he rebounded after the Spence fight and beat Jesse Vargas. Mm. And I always liked Mikey Garcia's fight style. I don't know after after seeing the loss and seeing him start to build back. I don't know what quite to make of him. But, you know, it's good to see him back in action. He's one of the guys that's real scrappy that I like to watch. Always fun to watch. That's the thing. Always fun to watch. His prime is behind him. He had his years, mm -hmm. but but he's a great boxer. He's always going to be in that talk, and you never know. You never know what he could do. That's true. Well, I'm going to throw us a break, and we'll get out of sports and talk about some other stuff. I'm going to play this brand-new Lucky Day song. I really like Lucky Day a lot. You know Lucky Day uh, was a guy that people – he tried out for American Idol, and he didn't make it to the Hollywood rounds, but he's become one of the most like prolific writers and musicians in his own right in the R&B scene today. Whoa, you know I'm a big American Idol fan. I'm going to have to research this. I'm a huge Lucky Day fan, and <laughs> I didn't know that he had been on Idol whenever I came across his music, and he, uh, he just started blowing up maybe like a year and a half, two years ago. Uh -huh. And so I was listening to this music. And when I go back and research artists, I like to know their whole history. So I pulled up his wiki page and was just mm -hmm. checking. And dude was on American Idol and didn't make it to Hollywood. And it's like completely blown up was since it a, then. Was it a while ago? It was, I want to say a few years ago, maybe okay. like four or five years ago. I'll look it up. But he just put out a brand new track called Over, and he's got a really dope Music Soul Child sample in it. And I'm a no huge, way. I'm a huge Music Soul oh, Child let's guy. Let's go. So I'm gonna play Lucky Day Over, and we'll be right back with you on Uncultured.
can be deep. Time has turned into a dream. If you sit out to be one of my feet. Cause my body was over. Got me thinking my feelings over. You keep doing it over and over. You keep calling me back. I'm just trying to get closer. You bring me closer and closer. For me, your life over and over. Cause you keep calling me back. On a thin line, we've been through it like ten times. I'ma put you in line. Yeah, I had you on an incline. Now I don't even wanna reply. I'ma have to decline. Yeah, you show me I don't wanna rewind. Yeah, no, you a ten, but that attitude ain't fine. Tú 
with you on Uncultured. That was brand new music from Cali Uchis and SZA. Fue mejor. Have you ever heard SZA sing in Spanish? No, but it was I, tight. I love that. I heard that and bro, the video. You got SZA doing all her SZA dance moves and <laughs> yeah. singing all sexy in Spanish even. I was like, oh. It was super sexy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like Caliucci's a lot. She's like quickly becoming an artist that I, I listen to. She's been on a lot of artists that I like featuring lately. Mm -hmm. And she just put out this single with SZA on it last night. And the video is fire. So cool song, cool video. That's all I got to say about that. Talking a little more music news. Okay. This is... uh. We all saw this coming. R. Kelly officially found guilty of racketeering and sex trafficking. After what seems like forever, R. Kelly has been convicted on eight counts of sex trafficking and one count of racketeering, and he could face life in prison. He's now going to be transported back to Illinois and stand trial there as well. The conviction comes 13 years after Kelly was acquitted of child pornography when that tape came out. Yep. The thing that I remember about that, do you remember how people were like, oh, did you see this? And everybody was playing that tape. It was such a different time period where yeah. people were like, you see this? He's peeing on this girl, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And he got away with it. Yeah. And got a whole nother run on out of his career. On tape. Yeah, I, that was the most mind-boggling thing to think back on. Like, obviously, we were really young at that time, so it's like one of those things where, because that happened, that took a long time to even go to trial. Mm -hmm. That happened for sure when I was still in high school. Yeah, I was in uh, 10th grade specifically, I remember, because I did a, that was my first uh, year in acting class okay. in the theater program there, and uh, and I was like a little hood kid. Yeah. Right? They're like, just like they threw me in this class and I liked it. Cause you know me, I like, I, I like to do that type of stuff. And, uh, the first thing they made me do in the class is you have to do like a, your own little one man show and you got to pick a topic. Did and you do trapped in the closet? No, it was, it was, uh, it was the porno palace is what it, what, what was my thing. And I just like, I was like a guy and like, I just like built this like world of like a porn palace and all the type of videos. And I was like, oh, welcome to the porn palace. Well, how can I help you? What are you into? You're like, oh, children this way, R. Kelly, boom. And like, that was the, that was the joke. And it was during 10th grade, so that's how I remember. Yeah, cause that tape came out when we were in like early, like probably middle to high school. And for maybe like two, three years, people were just like, you see this crazy tape? It was wild. And nothing ever came of it. He's in it. You could see him. Peeing on her. A child, no less. She was, what, 16, I think? I think she was younger than that, if younger I'm remembering that. right. Holy yeah. shit, man. But the other thing, the other reason I bring this up, so there was a point where, you know, the prosecution puts their whole case out there, and then it's the defense's time to come out and do their case. And you could tell instantly that this wasn't going to go well. Because the guy they brought up to testify for R. Kelly asked the judge if he could play his music in the courtroom because he wanted Kells to hear the music and he wanted to work with him. And he was like, I really just, I want to play this. And the judge had to tell him, no, you can't play your song in here. Yeah, no chance, buddy. So fuck R. Kelly. The other thing that, that I wanted to ask you about this topic for, obviously, like, I think we're both on the same page that right now you just can't listen to R. Kelly music anymore. Yeah. Here's where it gets weird, though. Mm. R. Kelly wrote for everybody. 
So where do you stand on listening to music that he wrote that he isn't singing on? Out of sight, out of mind. If I don't know that he wrote it. That's or, or, that's my thing, too. You know what I mean? If I don't know he wrote And also. Or, I mean, know? even stuff that you do know he wrote, like the first yeah. Aaliyah album. Yeah. But like serial killers, like work at McDonald's and shit. Like, does that mean I'm not going to eat at McDonald's anymore? Yeah, that, was just his, that was just his job. His job was to write stuff for other people. Does it, as long as it's not him and his face that we're like promoting and his voice putting yeah. out there, that's it. Yeah. Well, I hope he gets life. I wish they would kill him, really. I don't I want tax dollars to go to that kind of thing. But you're, it, people get all weird when you say that. But hey, this guy is a pedophile and yeah. a rapist. Would you rather pay for him to live in jail forever or shouldn't we just kill him? You know... I don't know, man. I had this idea for this like boat, but where we put all these. Anyways, that's a story for another day. <laughs> all right. So I wanted to move into a lighter topic. So DJ Mustard went viral this week because he posted the studio rules for his studio. So if you're coming to do a session with DJ Mustard or whatever the case may be, he had 10 rules posted on the studio that you have to follow. And I always love whenever producers put out their their studio rules because there's always some funny shit on it. So I thought I could just run through these and see if you think we should make any of these rules for coming to our studio. Okay. Rule number one, do not come in here if you're fucking ugly. Damn. <laughs> Damn, that's tough. It's <laughs> a tough one. I'm I'm leaning yes. Uh, I don't uh, I don't know. Does that mean I can come in? <laughs> Here's one where you could for sure come in and you could hold other people accountable. Okay. Rule number two. If you did not hint, hit the gym today, go the fuck home. Wow. I love that one. <laughs> number three. Do not come in my room to just look at what the fuck I'm doing. Okay, fair enough. Number four, no negative Nancy bullshit. I'm with that. That's a plus. Number five, this is great. Number five is maybe my favorite rule. Yes, <laughs> Be happy to even breathe the same air as a Grammy Award winning 100 million record selling dude like me. Fair enough. Fair enough. I feel like he earned that one. <laughs> yeah. yep. yep. Number six. And I think this goes back to number four again. He says high vibes only, no negative shit. I'm with that. Number seven, I have no sympathy for lazy people. You came here to work. I'm with that. Yeah. Number eight, do me a favor. Don't do me no fucking favors. Oh, I love that one. I feel, <laughs> I feel, I feel that one so much. Number nine, this would be a little difficult for us. Number nine, no small talk. Come to work. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, no, no. I get it there, but we couldn't put that here. Yeah. That's kind of what we came here to do. And the ugly one, because, you know, I've told you, I think the biggest problem that music is not even greater is because people need to be good looking now. I feel like in the 70s and 80s, people were ugly as hell and they could write really well. But see, that's, I, I think it's a different... It's like a, it's a different presentation because mm -hmm. there's, I ain't going to name names because people cancel us <laughs> over that. We'd be a little too uncultured of yeah. me to say, but there's people that are in the music business. Okay. Here's a name I could say. Do you remember Susan Boyle? Yeah. Not an attractive lady. Okay. Got very successful at a time where you're supposed to be very attractive. Mm -hmm. Old, unattractive lady. Yes. So they're out there for sure. Yeah. Number 10 and... As soon as the show really blows and we start making some cake over here, we're going to enforce this one. <laughs> F 
Think before saying dumb shit. My security is armed, and he will drag your ass out of here. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> I hope we get that big one day where we have a security dragging people out. Yeah. We do have security here. It's just we not do. our personal security. Oh, we, do. We, we could get them. Yeah. The one guy would for sure do it, you yeah, know. Yeah, country. But, yeah. The other guy would maybe do it. Yeah. He's He now says what's up to me, but yeah. he was a little more standoffish. Other guy was was on board for the- Agreed. Country's yeah. on board. Okay. Here's your boy. Rick Ross agrees to pay $11,000 per month to the mother of his three children. The boss was in court this week and came to terms on child support payments for Brianna Singleton, mother to three of his kids, and he's going to be paying her eleven grand a month to support three kids. That's pretty That's, reasonable. He's a man of the people. But the reason I bring this up, this is the interesting part to me. Court documents showed that Singleton has a monthly income of $142, and that Ross has a monthly income of $585,000. This would mean that Ross earns seven mil a year. Are you surprised? That he makes that much money? Yeah. No. Did you expect it to be higher or lower? Higher. Here, the thing I'll That's say- That's just off music though. Well, the thing I'll say is when you're at that level, yeah. it's like when 50 declared bankruptcy so he didn't have to pay that lady who sued him. Yeah. You can finagle the numbers and show a lower number. Mm -hmm. So that tells you that he's making at least that a month. Yeah, at least. And what's your number for, for going Ten. away forever? Ten. He's, he's making 585 a month. That's wild, And man. that's obviously, as we just explained, the low end. Yeah. That's crazy. I love and it. he doesn't really put out music that frequently. No, but he's on everything right now. He's I, got all the businesses. He's got all the wing stops. Yeah, you know. And but he is on. He is right now, like on every fucking track. He's he's on a few right now. And he got fit. Well, fit for him. Yeah, good enough. He looks good. Yeah. Grimes and Elon Musk call it quits. So Elon Musk and Grimes have been together for a few years, and they had a baby. Do you remember the baby's name? Because I had to look it up. Because I was like, "What did they name that dumb baby?" Not dumb baby, sorry. But what are they <laughs> I don't know, Vortex or something like that. X A E A dash twelve. Yeah, X A E. The what's his nickname? There is. They did reveal a a pronunciation for that, but I can't remember what it was. I want to. I want to say they said it was like Nash or some shit. Like, oh, it was like something, like, kind of basic. Okay. However, the two have also revealed this week that they are only semi-separated because they're going to continue working on this, uh, this space deal. Do you know about the space deal? Tell everybody. So, they got... Elon Musk's company, SpaceX, got a $178 million launch services contract from NASA to develop Europa, which is one of Jupiter's moons. So they're attempting to colonize a moon on Jupiter. And Grimes said that they have decided that she can colonize half and he can colonize half and that she wants to build a lesbian space commune. Yeah, it kind of goes to show you why they're not really together together. <laughs> when your girlfriend wants to make a lesbian space commune. I'd be like, baby, that sounds cool. <laughs> baby, sounds cool. Well, we know when the first, uh, what uh, moon, the first space war is going to take place that we know of. I can't, I, somehow I had missed the fact that he had a NASA contract for this thing of oh. colonizing Jupiter. Oh, yeah, he's doing it. He's all in. It's, that's crazy. I can't me. believe Grimes got into it with him because it's yeah. right time, right She's place. in the business. Wow. Yeah. So she, she gets half the planet. 
How cool is that? That's a cool divorce. Like they always talk about, hey, I gotta give half my money. I gotta give half my planet to you. I know, half my planet, <laughs> half. That's gonna be I'm up there. Sign me up, dude. I told my girl, I was like, yo, Mars, Jupiter, the moon, sign me up. I would be semi interested. We'll see what it what it turns into. But mm-hmm. I, it sounds cool. If sounds I'm, cool. If I'm old and shit and like, you know, if you're old and stuff. And you could, like, move around with, like, robotic legs on Saturn. It's kind of tight. Well, she also said in a quote when she was talking about this lesbian space commune Mm. that they're trying to develop um, other beings that they can transfer their their brain power to so that they can continue to live to go to this planet. Like the Navi? Mm -hmm. Like an avatar, dude. So they broke up. But I want to tell you about a new couple. Angelina Jolie. Has a, appears to have a new boyfriend. Can't believe it. So she's maintained a pretty low profile since she and Brad Pitt broke up, but she's now been twice spotted twice leaving uh, Giorgio Baldi, which is like a, a fancy pants Italian place in Santa Monica, having romantic dinners with The Weeknd. I am so disappointed. So disappointed. In who? In Angelina. Are you disappointed in the weekend? Yeah, because he's going up. He's going. She's too old. He's like he can get like. I'm, well, I'm not even. I'm not even disappointed. I wouldn't say is the right word, but it struck me as odd because, okay, so Angelina Jolie is 46. I got no issues with that. There's plenty of beautiful women at that age. Mm-hmm. She just has taken a a turn, I think, where. And this goes back to the thing we were talking about off mic this morning about like living your life hard and uh-huh. becoming. A little more weathered looking mm-hmm. and on top of that she has become i find a, a little bit off-putting i'll say mm-hmm. that's just my personal opinion i don't know her this is just what i see yeah. um he is 31 one of the most famous musicians on the planet and his recent relationships were bella hadid and selena gomez i i don't understand how this works for either of them really you know, it, I, I just feel like, is he, is he, is he looking for something more pro- probably? Well, here, here's where I was going. What do they even talk about? That's, I have no fucking idea, dude. Cause I feel like, I just feel like he's a very boring guy. It I, also <laughs> tells me that she probably still does coke. <laughs> Man, I don't know. She just wanted like a pipe. He must have a pipe on him or something. Like, I don't even know what it is. Does he like that he sink? Does he like serenade her? I don't see it. I don't know. It's a real weird one to me. I, I'm not knocking it. I don't know enough about either of them yeah. to knock it, but she's, it just seems weird. She's got a bunch of kids. Does he want all that? Is it just fun? Are they official? Yeah. Well, I mean, as official as as they can be <laughs> yeah. at this stage, it's not like they. It's not like either of them really post on Instagram. Two dates. Two dates, and like it's official. You well, know? but it's been months apart. Yeah. So they're like, well, they were spotted back in like January and they're spotted out again now and mm. they seem to be romantic with each other. You know how they yeah. say with all the Hollywood bullshit. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. I, it's too soon to tell. Interesting thing that developed this week with your boy, Eminem. He is opening a restaurant that just opened today actually in back home in his native Detroit. Detroit what? It's called Mom Spaghetti. 
Oh, yeah. I read about that. You're right. It's a diner that just opened in downtown Detroit. Today is the first day it's open, actually. And he actually made these really trippy commercials that he's airing on local TV in Detroit Fuck that yeah. have started to get shared on social media. And uh, obviously, it's taken from the, the lyrics to Lose Yourself. The menu, you can get spaghetti, spaghetti with meatballs, spaghetti with vegan balls, or a spaghetti sandwich. I love it. Genius. I think it's funny. Why did it take him this long? You know, he, during the pandemic, he did this whole thing in Detroit where he provided all kinds of spaghetti to frontline workers and had little stickers that said mom's spaghetti on it. Mm -hmm. But he decided to open, open a restaurant. It's a real restaurant. It's not a pop-up. It's going to be there. And he also put a store attached to it called The Trailer that he's selling like exclusive merchandise in. And he said, The Trailer is for all the stands. I thought that was funny. <laughs> For all the stands. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I thought it was cool. You know what the rumor is, and by the time people hear this, they'll know if it happened or not. The rumor is, at midnight tonight, he did this because he's dropping a surprise album. No way. Yeah. That would be sick. And they just announced him today to play the Super Bowl. So yeah, maybe. He should have new music before he's playing the Super Bowl. You would think. Yeah, mom's spaghetti, huh? I mean, next time I'm in Detroit, I guess I'll have to stop by because you know how much I like to go to Detroit. I actually think Detroit is a very underrated city. Is it, I've Josh? been there a couple of times, yeah. and it's cool. It's very grimy. It's very industrial, but there's some really cool spots to hang. I'm sure. Really cool like dive bars, really cool music venues, some really great restaurants. I, I always said, and I, this was one of those, whenever I was traveling for the UFC, that I was always telling people, I was like, you know what? A city is weirdly really cool. Detroit. Dude, I'm going to put it on my calendar, you know? Uh, England, Spain, Detroit as my you know, <laughs> top priority <laughs> destinations. I'm going to throw us uh, to break, and then we're going to come back and do some weird news for you. The next artist I have coming up is another artist that is kind of on the rise right now, music that I think is really cool. I saw this artist. She's called Ray Black. I saw her track come up because she has my girl Cash Page on, and I really fuck with Cash Page. So I put this song on. Got a, The theme for the day is just really cool samples and really uh, music from our era. So I'm going to throw to this song. It's called M.I.A. Ray Black and Cash Page. We'll be right back with you on Uncultured.
That was more new music 
That was PG Raw and Black. It's called Selfish. Just like I was saying before we went to break, I found out about PG Raw because I have Black saved on my title. And whenever Black puts something out, I get the little notification. And so I was like, yo, what is this? Song yeah. was dope. New artist. Yeah, super chill. You've, you've had like this like real chill vibe today. Yeah, yeah. It's real it's, nice for the drives. Like we say, we always play like that nice driving music. It's just the energy that I've been on this week. And like we're in a pocket where so many good like really chill vibey hip hop stuff or R&B stuff, which are like my bags. So had a lot to choose from this week. Yeah, I've been feeling that too. Like I said, like you asked me how my week's been, uh, the guy who cuts our hair. Robert asked us, uh, you know, well, how my week's been. I'm just like, just cruising. It's just like cruising. Yeah. Just chill. You know, just like a chill week. It's just moving. Nothing crazy. Nothing special. Same here. And I, I like that. It's not been a stressful week. And yeah. I've had like a positive mental attitude all week long. So it's just been kind of vibing, you know, just moving yeah. on. But we're back for our last, last segment of the day. And uh, we're going to jump into some weird news. But before we do... I'm assuming you saw this news, but before I say exactly what it is, well, this is going to kind of trigger it. Did you watch the old Super Mario Brothers movie as a kid? Yes, the I one, did. The one with John Leguizamo? Of course. Yeah. I love that movie. So I thought I loved it too. I definitely loved it as a kid. It doesn't hold up. It does not hold uh, up. At all. Well, now they're going to make a new Super Mario Brothers movie. I don't love that it's animated, but I did love the cast. I absolutely love it. I think it's the you know it's a great cast. I could have I, I threw a couple names in there that I thought would have been cool, but you know I, I I'm pumped for it. So for if you in case you haven't seen it, Chris Pratt is gonna be Mario. In case you live under a rock, Jack Black is gonna be Bowser, which I think is awesome. Yeah, Seth Rogen is gonna be Donkey Kong. Uh, Michael uh, Keegan Michael Key is gonna be Toad. And uh, this is the one that I do have an issue with. And it, I started telling somebody this whenever I, because all I saw first was the cast. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why is Charlie Day Luigi? Because he's so much shorter. He's than, so toad. And, yeah. and, and he should be, should have been Luigi. I thought the same thing. I was like, because the whole thing is Luigi is taller than Mario. And that's when I found out somebody was like, no, it's going to be animated. So it's fine. Yeah. But I'm still like, I, he doesn't seem. His voice just seems yeah. like little. But you know what? It's going to be a funny take on Luigi. But yeah, I think I would have liked Charlie Day playing Toad and then uh, and Keegan play uh, Luigi. And uh, my favorite pick, well, I I'm a big Chris Pratt fan because you know how much I love Guardians of the Galaxy and Parks and Rec. But Anya Taylor-Joy is just... I was just about to she, bring her up. She She's is peach. just... That's just the highlight for me. So I'll tell you this. I was like, you know, I don't watch a lot of movies. Yeah. I was like, I don't know who that is offhand. And I clicked on her IMDb and I saw she was the girl in The Witch. Yes. Which dude, I love. Yes. And did you ever see Peaky Blinders? No. And then Queen's Gambit? Still haven't seen it yet? Nope. That show was... Oh. You know me. I don't watch a lot of stuff. I'm watching BMF, which is a, a thing that <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be into. But when I saw that she was in The Witch, I was like, man, that's the last horror movie I saw that I was like, man, on, my, on the edge of my seat watching. Mm -hmm. I actually... So in New York City, in Brooklyn, there's this really cool theater called Nighthawk. And in Nighthawk, it's like a... It's kind of like a Alamo draft house, but like an indie hipster one oh, where wow. they have really good food, really good beers and cocktails. I love Alamo draft house. It's cool. 
and you fill out your little card and then they'll bring you like in, in if for those who have, haven't been to places like this they'll bring you like a great beer and a burger and, or whatever you order to your seat while you're watching the movie you have like a good meal while you're eating or while you're watching and i saw that there and there was a scene in the movie that i actually it shocked me and I knocked a beer all over this couple sitting in front of me, no, bro. Oh, you I did. Was so, I was like, oh my God, the I, worst thing I, I could have ever done. I would have laughed, though. Yeah. If someone spills beer on me because they got scared at a scary movie, <laughs> that's no. funny. Cheers. I was there with a girl, too. Uh, I was like, oh, this is such a bad look. Oh, no. Uh, she still let me hit. So. Yeah, at <laughs> least you don't, you know, if you'd have known, I mean, obviously you got a surprise, so you didn't know. But yeah, I used to do, and it's because, you know, I don't like uh, dead children. We've talked about it. It's like, I love, you know, any monster. I love mm -hmm. aliens. I love Jason, all that stuff. But dead children and ghosts, no me gusta. The grudge, hate it. The ring, hate it. Um, I'll just do this, the trick where I just look at the bottom of the screen. <laughs> where I just pretend like I'm looking. But I'm just looking at the bottom of the screen. It's a good move. I uh, When I lived down the, I lived like one train stop away from the Nighthawk Cinema. Mm -hmm. And when I lived in that neighborhood, I actually used to go to movies a lot. And because it was such a cool vibe, you get good food, good drinks and watch a, like cool indie movies. Mm -hmm. Or they would do uh, retro nights where they would play old movies. Love it. But that was also the theater that I saw the last great, great movie, in my opinion. Um, it was called Green Room. Oh, and Green Book? No. Green Room. Green Room. And it was, um, what's the guy that I'm thinking that was, um, you saw the X movie, right? The About the punk band X? No. Okay. He, he was, uh, doesn't matter. He's like, a, he was like a teen heartthrob actor who started making like cool indie movies. He was in a movie with Mandy Moore. Again, I'm forgetting who he is. I'm bad at movies. I'm but bad at names. He it was this movie about this punk band who was just like a young punk band trying to make it. And they go play this festival in the woods and they get there and realize that it's a neo-Nazi festival. It's all Nazi punk bands and them. And so they start off by covering Nazi punks fuck off. And after they're set, they witness a murder in the, in the backstage area and the Nazis take them hostage. Dude, it is a what fucking fuck? awesome movie. It's, it's like, it has you on the edge of your seat. It's really well done. It's a fucking cool movie. It's called Green Room. It's an indie, mm -hmm. I'm assuming. It's an indie movie. It came out, uh, this would have been, let's see, like four or five years ago. Because I saw it. The, I'm going to peep that because that sounds the, like something that my girl would like to. It was awesome. It was really awesome. And uh, what's his name from, from Breaking Bad is in it too. Ah, Jesse. No, uh, the Aaron. the older guy. Oh, um, Bob Odenkirk. No, no, no. The, the bad guy. I'm, I'm bad with names. The bad guy. Yeah, I'm bad with names. Uh, I just know he was in Breaking Bad. Cool. Fair enough. Close but enough. good cast, people that you'll definitely know better than I do, mm -hmm. and awesome movie. Highly recommend it. Cool. It's on. Uh, it's on streaming apps. If you guys think that sounds interesting too, it's called Green Room. Go check it out. Now we'll talk some weird news. Oh, I thought that was part of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just wanted to start off with that because it didn't fit anywhere else. I was yeah. like, oh, the new no, Mario Brothers movie is cool. Yeah, all about it. Woman kills boyfriend after throwing her phone during an argument. 22-year-old, and this is going to take a little twist that you're not expecting. 22-year-old Roxana Lopez 
got into a drunken argument with her boyfriend, Luis Dario Guante. The Argentinian couple got so heated with each other that Roxana threw her phone at Luis and hit him in the head with it. Luis went to the hospital after a couple of days of complaining for a severe migraine and died from the phone striking him in the head. He was pronounced dead with the cause of brain injuries. Roxana has been charged with manslaughter, and Luis's mother is asking Argentinian officials to charge her with murder as well. She's currently out on bail. Oh, she kind of should. They were ma- married? Just dating. Oh, just dating. And she threw her phone at him. It hit him in the head the wrong way and killed him. Oh, because if you were, you know, if you've been dating for a couple of years, you guys are serious, and you just get into an argument, you throw the phone, and it happens to hit him, and you kill him, like, that's terrible. Like, if you love that person, but if... You know, when I saw the headline for that story, I thought that he threw her phone during the argument and she spazzed out and killed him later. But no, the no. phone hit him. Yeah. Right. Smack in the head. Yeah. Which now here's the thing. You can't put her in jail for that. I mean, she killed a guy. Although not intentional, although Caitlyn Jenner hit somebody oh, yeah, with her car, car and killed him. Didn't Fucking she didn't go to jail. So I guess you can get around these things. But, man, you know what they always said that I always thought was bullshit until later in life and I learned that this is actual truth? You know, um, kids give themselves concussions and brain damages from headers in soccer, from from hitting the soccer ball? Yeah. I used to be like, oh, that's bullshit. And then you get a little older and, you know, working around what we work around, Mm -hmm. you begin to see how easy that can occur. And that right there is the prime example. Somebody hit you in the head with their phone and you die from it? Yep. It's crazy. When I was in when I was a kid, so football was like my family sport. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like had to do football and I hated it. Um, and the main reason was because the coach used to make us just do head on head collisions, like Ooh. on pur- like on purpose. Fuck, dude. Like he put like, you know, two cones and you gotta run as fast as you can and just head first. And I fucking hated it. That's and, like, and now it's obviously illegal. Yeah, that's crazy. And but look at that. For years, I did that. How? What year was that? You know how much smarter I could have been. Ni- ninety three, ninety two. You know, not ninety three or ninety two. I was no. I you put, wouldn't have been in. Like we would have been in. I'm like, eighty seven. Yeah. Damn. I'm eighty seven. Was what like? I was, so that I was, was like from the beginning. Pop, from the that first was like pee wee football. Yeah, from the very beginning. Jesus Christ! The entire the entire ranks. Oh man! Of that yeah. of that place that I wanted to play football. Yeah, that was what I played football for one spring training. They were gonna have me play tight end, and I was like, when they told me they wanted me to play tight end, I was like, I'm. 130 pounds. I don't think I should be the tight end on the Shit. team. And I did the little spring training camp thing, yeah. and I was like, I'm out. I'm Dude. good on that. I, I, I hated it. Yeah. That's crazy, bro. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. All right. Missing drunk man spent hours helping a search party look for himself. We've all been there. <laughs> Behan Mutlu, a 50-year-old Turkish man, had been out on the town for a night with his friends. They were all drinking and having fun. He wandered off into a nearby forest and didn't return. His friends became worried and alerted officials, and they set up a search and rescue mission to try to find him. They thought he was lost in the woods. According to the Turkish TV channel NTV, when news of Mutlu's disappearance spread, a large group of people gathered in the, in the town and went out on a mission to try to search for him. The search party was uh, calling out Mutlu's names for hours 
when suddenly a man in the group spoke up and said, who are we looking for? I'm here. I absolutely love this story. <laughs> I think that's amazing. Yeah. Like, how did he link back up with them? How did his friends not realize that he had joined the group? He definitely was just amongst that crowd of the villagers that like <laughs> didn't know what he looked like. Probably were just trying to help out because they're in a small village. I just pictured for some reason. I know they're in Turkey. They're pretty advanced over there. But I just pictured everybody with like torches, like in the woods, <laughs> just like a search party looking for like a the beast or something. I I find it so hilarious that at some point he just w was like, wait. Who, who are we calling for again? Like, I'm here, guys. Oh, oh, we've been looking for me this whole time? <laughs> looking for me? Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm right here. They said that police got him home safely after that. I love that. You don't uh, see that here. Yeah, I know. I know. That'd be great, though. I would love that. I want to do that kind of now. <laughs> just be lost and call people. It's like a, it's just like a, a bigger version of when you have, when, when you call somebody, you're like, I can't find my phone, but you're like on the phone talking to them. Oh yeah, or I've done it before where I've been looking for my keys everywhere, and I and I, I'm like, oh, I I have them here. Literally in your fucking hand. My hand. What am I doing? This is this is the highest level of that. <laughs> Again, you can get brain damage from hitting a soccer ball. Yeah. Let that be. Yeah. <laughs> let that let you guys know. This is know. a popular sport in Turkey. A Bay Area woman has been arrested and charged with starting the Fawn Fire in Shasta County last week. It was a bad one. Um. 30-year-old Palo Alto resident accidentally started the blaze, but accident or not, this fire destroyed 144 homes and other structures as well, and it's still going on right now. They still haven't been able to put it out. They said they have it contained to like 40%. They're so bad out here. Yeah, it's really bad. Um, it has caused thousands of people to be evacuated, and it's still blazing currently. Do you know how she started this blaze? I can't wait to find out. The 30-year-old woman who claims that she's a shaman was hiking alone and attempted to start a fire so she could boil barrier and, and drink it. Fucking hell. Fucking hell, bro. This is, this is how they all start. Stupidity. Yeah. It's so hot right now. Why are you even hiking? Alexandra Suverneva had been hiking in the Mountain Gate area community. She was told once that she was not allowed to, to be up there. She became lost, started getting dehydrated, and she found a puddle, but the puddle was full of bear urine. So she attempted to boil it, and she told police after the blaze started she was unable to boil the urine water but drank it anyway, and eventually became so dehydrated that she had to be rescued by police. She was found with CO2 cartridges, a lighter, and a white item containing a green leafy substance <laughs> this asshole was lost in the woods and was like i'm gonna drink some bear urine and started this crazy fire it's one of the most absurd things that's what, like that couple that we talked about a, a few months ago that were charged with felonies for starting the uh, the fire by accident for their gender reveal mm -hmm. i was like fuck them they deserve to be punished for this this lady. This is worse. This is way worse. Yeah. What are you doing hiking up there? Yeah. And you were told not to be there in the first place. Dude, they're going to ban all uh, man-made, like without a grill in all of California because this is how all the fires are starting. Yeah. 
all from bad bad little start fires or like a cigarette or something. They're just going to ban all fires. And she couldn't even boil it and just drank it anyway. Unless it's on a campground, which is going to like ruin the whole purpose of like deep camping. But it's it's got to happen, dude. It's too yeah. crazy right now. Like it's so hard to camp already because, you know, all the spots are gone. So you got to go to like one of the barren spots. You just make your own, you know, it's, it's so impossible right now to, to camp in California. And we just get no rain. It's just None. you can't start fires out in the forest like it this. almost rained the other day almost <laughs> i went out to get coffee and it was i was like oh my god it's misting we got a little <laughs> mist for like five minutes it's like snow for us here <laughs> it's like we can't wait that's when i talked to all my east coast friends and i'm like man you guys get rain all the time huh yeah like send me some videos of the rain a little bit like i'm not even like send me some titties or something i'm yeah. like send me some videos of the rain yeah, 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 what's yeah. it look like over there yeah is it wet yeah. Is it is it pouring? Is oh. It, oh, that's super wet. Oh, oh can I, is that the branch? It's a downpour. Is that the branch banging against the window? Can you get closer? Oh yeah. Did I hear thunder? Ooh. We can keep going. We can keep, we can keep going. Uh, would you risk getting attacked by an alligator to save your dog? Um, I'm gonna say no, on account of I don't have a dog. If you did. I don't know how much I love that dog. Do I love him a lot? If I love him a lot, yeah. Well, I like to say that I would for my dog. Yeah. And 74-year-old Suzanne Marciano decided that she loved her dog enough to fight an alligator. She was on a walk with her golden retriever in Boca Raton, and they were walking along a park that had a lake near it, and an alligator jumped out and tried to grab her dog. Wow. It's a golden retriever. That's not a dog. That's a hu human being, pretty much. Yeah, they're bigger than, than most, but... They're very loving you know. dogs. Like, I love that yeah. dog without even knowing it. Exactly, exactly. And she said that she immediately cut the leash, and this is her quote. I wasn't thinking. The only thing I could, I could do, I came down on the alligator with all of my weight. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. So she got her dog, Nalu is safe the alligator did bite her hand and like left punctures through her hand at 74 years old this is a badass old lady it's a badass old lady she was just fight or flight just and, kicked in and they of course in the news story they posted a photo of her and she was exactly what you would think she was like a pretty frail well not totally frail like still with it going for walks uh -huh. but like a pretty small old lady 70 something 74 wow jumped on an alligator I love it. I thought that was dope. Good for her, dude. Just just reacted. Didn't even think. Yeah. Well, that, and that's the thing. You know, I always think about that. You know, they talk about fight or flight, and you don't really know until it happens. She's a 74-year-old lady. She was like, uh-uh. Mm -hmm. Whatever I got to do here. All I have is me. Okay, I'm going to jump on it. Yeah. Also, <laughs> like, what a cooler way to, like, if she were to lose that battle, like, you know. That's they, a cool way to die. Sharon. That's for sure. Sharon. What happened to Sharon? Oh, you didn't hear? She got eaten <laughs> by an alligator. What? <laughs> <laughs> Your grandma got ate yeah. by an alligator? How she does was, that happen? She's defending her dog. All right. Last one for you. Priest accused of stealing $120,000 from church to purchase drugs for sex parties. This is a recurring thing here, people. <laughs> How many times has stories like this come up? We have one one a week. Yeah. There's the guy that ran that ran off to be with the 
erotic satanic writer. Ban all churches. How about that? <laughs> That's my solution to this. Francesco Spagnisi, 40 years old, is an Italian priest who was arrested last week after authorities received a tip. Apparently, the priest's roommate had imported a liter of GHB from the Netherlands. GHB is known, yes, as the date rape drug, but it's become like a drug that people take to to just like mess themselves up. You know who uses GHB for recreational uses? GSP. G <laughs> GHB. No, I, I hope GSP. Oh, would take oh GHB. okay, makes sense. Root Jude. Root Jude. Yeah. He'll pour a little bit into his water. Doesn't surprise me. He said he likes to go on G-walks. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So roommate imports G-walks. a liter of GHB from the Netherlands. The police launched an investigation and interviewed as many as 200 people who have allegedly attended sex parties hosted by the priest Spagnesi at his home with the roommate. 15 of those people actually admitted to it. Dude, this is not surprise me anymore. This is a problem. After noticing that the priest had also withdrawn nearly $100,000 from the church bank, the church accountant blocked the account and reported him. Spagnesi's apartment was then raided where police uh, found homemade crack pipes and all types of different drugs. Spagnesi and his roommate had been using online dating websites to organize orgies and sell drugs to those who participated. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> it's, I, see, I like to think I have a really good read on people. Yeah. And so I can meet you and be like, oh, you're like a normal dude or you're a fucking creep. Yeah. Imagine that's your priest and your church and you're like, something's off about that guy. Yeah. And then you find out that he stole 120 grand from the church to, to do orgies and sell I drugs. I bet if we saw this guy, we'd be like, yeah, creep. Yeah. Creep. Yep. How did, how did nobody see it? And I always say this about certain jobs, like if you're a security guard or you know, different things where I'm like, there's a certain personality type that's an off personality type that will do some weird job that kind of suits it. Mm -hmm. Being a priest and getting busted for selling drugs and having sex parties at your house okay. That's something that I would think a weirdo dude who decides yeah. I'm going to be a priest because in his head, he's like, I'm going to fix myself. I'm going to dedicate yeah. my life to the Lord. And I'm, and I'm set, you know, yeah. I'm money. I'm running a scam here. This is mm -hmm. perfect. Yep. And I'm around all these kind hearted people who aren't going to really know any better about it. They're always going to give me the benefit of the doubt yep. and, or they're going to look up to me because I'm the priest here. Yeah. No one can say anything against them. That's the problem. No one <laughs> speaks know. up against a priest Yeah. Yeah. or a pastor or all these Creepy motherfuckers, dude. I don't know. We're going to have to start logging those types of stories it, and, and seeing, like, let's do a year of shows and see how many weirdo priest stories we come dude, up with. once a week. But we are going to wrap up the show. That's been a full one for you. It's been a fun one, but we're going to uh, jump into Picks of the Week. Josh, what do you got for us? So I'm sending you guys off here on with a nice song for a nice drive right now. So this song is a popular song called Love Is Gone. It's a little EDM-y track, but it's more of like trancey. It's got like a good vibe and it's really dark. And it's uh, by Slander. You've all heard the original song. It's a remix. It's the Cascade remix of Love Is Gone. It's real dark. It's real perfect for October, for the spooky season. Enjoy this when you drive and thank me later. Oh 
stay here one more time Remind me what it's like And let's fall in love One more time I need you now By my side It tears me up When you turn me down I'm begging please Just stick around I'm sorry, don't leave me I want you here with me I know that your love is gone I can't breathe, I'm so weak I know this isn't easy Don't tell me that your love is gone That your love is with you on Uncultured. That was Slander, Love is Gone, the Cascade remix. That was Josh's pick of the week. And uh, we're going to close things out with mine as always. Um, next week, 
we will see how we we come back to you. Uh, our studio is going to be closed uh, for some some renovations, so beyond our control. We're figuring out how we're going to get you an episode, but we're going to make that happen one way or the other. We've got a couple ideas on that, but heads up that next week will not be a standard show. With that said, I'm going to throw it to my pick of the week, and we're going to get out of here. I swear, Vezo, are you familiar? No. I swear Vezo is, like we were talking about earlier, from Detroit, one of my favorite underground rappers of the moment. He put out a project that I really fucked with heavy called Rich Off Pints, and he just put out a new follow-up to it, Rich Off Pints 2, and on this, he has another one of my favorite underground rappers, Babyface Ray, on this, so I'm going to throw us out with some, uh, some underground stuff. Check this out. I swear Vezo, Rich Off Pints. This song is featuring Babyface Ray, and it's called Sippin'. We'll be back with you next week. Peace. Put that Fucking your daughter, nigga. Run through the load. Really, I need me a plug. Take me to the border.